0: to
1: be fighting in NYC cold that's how I cold. found it so far I'm so happy I bought my jacket because it is uh, it's a different level of cold out here but this is uh, this is the boxing mecca New York Brooklyn um it's iconic and it's, it's every kid's dream who isn't from America to come over here and fight. You know, we watch all these champions and all these amazing fighters who've come from the States and uh, and fought in all these iconic venues over here and you know, that's, what we, that's what we aim to achieve. I've done so much in England. Uh, I've had some huge, huge fights and great wins over there. I feel like I've kind of, I've done everything I can do over there. Now I want to expose myself to the American public, and uh, this is a great place to start.
2: Is it? There's something to it that uh, in England you're so well known because of, of Dad. Here you come, and it's I'm more well
1: known because of me. No, no. Let me finish. Of how let, I
2: let me finish. Uh, here it's a blank slate. It's a fresh slate. It's not as many people know that name. So you can totally make your impact yourself. Is that part of the that's attraction the of coming
1: here? that's, that's always yeah. been the goal to, to to broaden the horizon. You know, I'm very well known to, to the English audience. Um, I'm well known uh, in the fight game out here. You know, the fight fans will know me out here. But you know, I want to I want to be I want to be known more than that. You know, I want to break out of that, and um, that's that starts here. You know, with the big fights. I mean, this is a great. It's a great starting fight for me. It's a great introductory fight to the American public. And then after that, 2020, very active, fighting at least three times a year against the big, big names. I want all the big names. Carmelo, Lofkin, all the guys with belts, I'm coming for. You. So, do you have
2: to perform a certain way on Saturday, or Absolutely. no? Is it just Absolutely. about getting away? I'm going to go Chris. in there and make a statement. Yeah. You know,
1: this is not. Uh, this is not the time to go in there and coast and do the bare minimum. I've never been that type of fighter. I've always gone in there. And I'm looking to stop my mind in spectacular fashion each and every time. I think that's why I'm so fan friendly, and that's why I've made such a big name for myself overseas.
2: Are you stealing the show on
1: Saturday? Absolutely. You know, this is. Uh, this is my time to shine. This is my dream,
2: and I ain't gonna let nobody stop me. Are going be the tour of the Saturday night? Um, we play at 160. Uh, or 160.
1: Right now we're at 160. Yeah. Um, that is where I'm going to be campaigning after the foreseeable future.
2: Hey, hey Chris, um, on a conference call with Jamal Carlo, he made a couple of comments about you um, in response to some of the things that you said. Heard from me. he pretty much said that you're being vocal in a sense because you're running out of time response or anything to
1: him, saying that you're running out of time? Absolutely not. There's no, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old, I'm in the prime of my career. I've got two, three, four years of, of prime fight left in me. That's a lot of time to do a lot of damage. And, uh, you know, everything's on track. My, my career has gone perfectly, you know. Obviously there's been a few bumps in a row, but I'm very happy with how everything's come, out, come about.
2: And uh, I'm here at the perfect time of my career, and I'm ready to go. How is was uh, PBC treating you with the whole transitioning, you know, from the DeGale fight to now this fight? I mean, has your experience been with PBC been great so far? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would have liked to have been more active this year, but you know, obviously changing the changing promoters and and, uh, and all of that. You know, there's been a few teething issues. We're only fought twice. Only going to fight twice this year. But I think after this fight, that's really going to get the blue And for 2020, I'm going to be very, very active. A couple more.
2: Hey Chris, facing a durable opponent like you are this weekend, or are you going to put
1: in a lot of work to the body? Listen, anyone who's not smart enough to go to the body isn't, you know, isn't going to make it in the game. You've got to use your, you've got to use your tools. You've got to use every advantage you can. So um, body shots, head shots. I'll punch the guy in my arms if I have to. Whatever I have to do to win.
2: Awesome. Thanks, know, uh, Now, Callum Smith had a fight recently with John Ryder. I know you mentioned you want to stay and focus on 160. Um, that was a World Boxing Super Series tournament that you win. You participated very well in. Is that a future thing that you might be looking towards? Is Callum Smith or you having any opinions about that John Ryder fight? Right
1: now, uh, I haven't seen the fight. Okay. Um, I heard he didn't perform well. Uh, Callum Smith. Um, 168 is not in my, in my vision right now. Right now, 160 is where I'm staying at. So, um, but in the future, who knows?
2: The, Last one, guys. There's a fight with you and Matt Korobov. A lot of fight fans are going to compare the performance that Jamal Charlo had. Knowing that going into the fight, sure enough, are looking to outperform Jamal Charlo and then call him out. I'm going to stop this guy. So, it's, it's, it's gonna, and it's
1: going to be compared. You know, This, this fight isn't going to go 12 rounds. There's no way it's going to go 12 rounds. Um, I'm going to outbox him and then I'm going to stop this guy. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking to make a big statement in, uh, in a couple of days' time. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it.
3: Star Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Gold Star Promotions, are the host UK. Big
0: boys get moving fast, He get a lot of knockouts. Ultimate Boxer Heavyweight. He's just going to be swinging bombs from the
4: ceiling. He's leaving our arms of our house.
5: This is
4: Ultimate Boxer. Can you
6: in your camp and what this victory
4: means <clears throat> to you. Um... First of all, uh, I'm really happy about that my camp went, so everything went through, no injuries, no nothing. Just, uh, everything went as we settled to do uh, as a plan, so to get this win. So I'm, uh, I'm really happy to be here a year later, you know, it's kind of deja vu for me, you know, the same gym, the same time. And, Same arena, the same people around, so really happy about it. Uh, Just focusing on Saturday night, you know, just preparing this week and try to get my best and show my best Saturday night.
6: Now, you have a history uh, with uh, Jermel, Carla.
3: Yes,
4: we
6: (laughs) do. Tell me what changes you've made Uh, since
4: uh, that fight, if any. Uh, and, and I mean, it's not, in me, it month. definitely put me on another position, you know, another level as a fighter, you know, I guess. And, uh, the opening started to look at me and something, you know, I can get a good show, you know, approve it. And Just looking forward to get another opportunity this Saturday in the future. Now, uh, Matt, uh, a lot of people think that you've actually the world by
2: walking
4: is a, a miscalculation on to Take you as coming down I don't know, man. That, that's his problem. I let, I let him deal with that, you know, so I just focus on my job that the right past and the future so it's only I can see only positive things with those two fights with me so. With a, I would went over Twitch E Bank I know sure one
2: guy we got a lot of
4: car I mean, it makes sense to me to fight on the same night, you know, combined event and main event, so I hope, to, I hope it's going to be happen in 2020. Um, Is there
2: any things that you've been
4: closing at the moment? peace, power? I don't know, We'll see Saturday. It's really hard to say, especially in boxing, you know, it could be good, it could be bad night for anyone, so do we just, I am just preparing to do my best on Saturday, well, not at all, I never do that, but
2: you don't jump before you jump, before you're Um, Anything particularly that stands out from your opponent, and um, any flaws that you've seen in his last performance, perhaps? Do you, do you think he exposed?
4: He threw good, he beat the girl. I guess he surprised everybody, you know, I know he's a good fighter. not I wasn't surprised much, but I guess the, the girl wasn't ready or something. Team, you know, because he was favorite you know, for me, but he lost and you, know, you can proven proved that he's a good fighter. What makes him a good fighter, and from your perspective? I mean, uh, I do He's a top level. You know, if he couldn't be choosing me or the other fighters, he was in a super six tournament. You know, he uh, won first round, uh, if I remember, he yeah, beat the Turkish guy, so, which is a surprise too. So, he deserved to be here, you know, on the side of that, we'll see who's going to win. Canelo is fighting from 160, 160, to
2: 175.
4: Um, are you trying to answer also even can Canelo, people in 50G? I love you. Definitely yes, It was going to be a possibility. Yes, I'm ready. It will be 68, but for me, 75, I think, I'm going to think. But 68, 60, I'm good about it, anybody. It's who wants to fight in this division. Let me fight first in 77, and then we'll talk. And, you know, with the main event, Dennis Hogan facing Carl Furlough, do you have
2: any,
4: like, on that, or...? Not at all. I have a face in front of me, have a fight in front of me, a good fighter. So that's I couldn't be uh, thinking about else, something else, start, so. just focus on my my job. Uh, you know,
2: fight that way, being weight up, Just curious, the Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua. Oh, it's
4: a- gonna be a night, yeah, great night everybody will be there. I, mean, I don't know, Ruiz surprised but I know him. Even at the beginning, he's a pro uh, career, so I'm pretty sure he was good and he showed proof with a top level guy, And so I guess he's gonna win. You know, as a fighter, what's your thoughts on these
6: franchise
4: belts? I mean, it's just a new time coming, that's why it's all about, because I guess. I mean, um, basically, you need to prove. Like defend your titles and stuff, you know. Franchise, that's alright, but it's more, I guess, for the commercial and more for the media and stuff, you know, because the fans and put the guys and like very high and stuff. So it's all nice. Last question, guys.
2: So, what what would you like? So, you be victorious Saturday night. Um, would you? Is in that loss against Jamal Jerm- Charlo is that a redemption you're looking for to get? Or are you
4: looking for other champions if you're victorious Saturday night? Um, I'm just looking for the win the fight. Um, Got opportunity for a title. Next one. So the race, Could be Charlo, could be not. Doesn't matter who will be. I'm gonna be ready.
6: Thank you, hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and also hit the bell button so that you can get alerts every time we upload a new video.
1: I did.
7: Uh, we, we made some adjustments. Uh, staying low, using the jab more, throwing the combinations, throwing different angles, using the footwork. I don't wanna to say too much, you know, but um, but it'll show December
1: seventh. Yeah, but uh, but everybody
7: but everybody is still di um, doubting me. Everybody's still saying, um, everybody's talking still talking crap, you know. Well, I just I just got these belts. You think I want to lose them right away? Fuck no. I don't need a that's why we've been working really hard, you know. We've been working hard all these 3 months so I want to remain champion. That's exactly what we're going to do on December 7th.
6: Andy, how do you feel coming to this rematch and you're still the underdog you just mentioned that people still
7: don't have faith. well you see that's the motivation that i'm talking about of course i still have that motivation because everybody's still doubting me to this day and probably if i win they're still probably going to be doubting me but you know that i think that's what that's what gives you the hunger you know to prove everybody wrong and i think that's my job to do
0: does it annoy you
7: a little bit it does but um, but it comes with it comes with the territory, I guess. Everybody talks about everybody, you know. Everybody talks about Floyd Mayweather, but to tell you the truth, he's the best one out there. Everybody talks about everybody, but as long as we accomplish our dreams, as long as we become victorious, December seventh, I think that's all that matters. So is the shirt?
2: Is the shirt superstitious? Is, this, is that the same one? You it is the same one. So, garden, yeah. uh-huh.
7: I just wanted to keep it with me and just know that. That I made history one time, and I'm gonna make history once again here in Saudi Arabia. And I think I, I didn't I didn't do it for him, for him to see it, or maybe I did a little bit. <laughs> but um, but just to just to tell myself, you know, that I'm the champion, that I, I made it, I made it happen, and we're gonna do it again. That's good. I think the pressure is more on him, you know, all the cameras and action is on him of how he's gonna come back, how mentally he is. So I think he's. There's just too many things of um, that they're talking about him and he's just too worried about what other people are saying. Me, I'm just happy where I came and how I made history and I just want to continue to... You need to, to win the second fight to, to solidify that first fight. Of course, you know, especially with all the doubters and the, the people that are not giving me... Um, the, yeah, you know, the credit that, that I deserve, but... You know, everybody has a plan until they get hit, and that's exactly what we're going to find out December 7th.
1: You said he's sort of worried about what people are saying, what people are thinking. Have you seen a different Anthony Joshua this week? So well, he's,
7: he's just more quiet. He's just more, more um, focused on himself, you know. Um, but we don't know what he feels inside, you know, until we go in the ring. Like I said, everybody has a plan until they get hit, and, you know, we're going to find out.
8: I
0: thought
7: you were
8: gonna lay him hold your belts. Fuck no. <laughs> no. Can we coach him? Do you
0: think he can box differently?
7: Probably, um, there's just so much that you can learn <laughs> in a few months, you know? And I don't think he's really good at backing up and, and especially uh, the pressure that I have and the speed. and. And I think the size difference, it makes, a, it makes a big difference. You know, if I'm, this the way that we've been practicing and, and working on being small and, and working the body, throwing combinations, I think it's gonna be hard for him shooting down low. So, um, I think that's gonna give me the upper advantage. I wanna be strong, you know. I don't wanna worry about the weight and all that. I think everything that I have it's, it's for my up advantage, you know, that I got the speed. I just wanted to have that extra pop in me. So I think that's was was gonna help me.
2: Might be a stupid question, but when you look at him in the eyes, like you do, there, did you see anything different like from the last time you did it you know, at, in New York
0: six months ago?
7: Um, he just looked more serious, I guess. But like I said, we don't know what he really feels inside, you know? Everybody could have a, a face like that and like I said, everybody has a plan until they get hit, and hopefully his plan doesn't do you go feel, his way. Do you
6: feel any different?
7: I feel good. Um, the difference that I feel uh, motivated, I don't, I'm don't. i not looking over him, you know, because he's a still a dangerous fighter. He's still, you know, he was the ex-champion. So I'm just, as long as I stick to my game plan and do what I got to do and have fun out there, I think we're going to win.
6: Do you remember walking into Madison Square Garden with not much fanfare? And you were I remember
7: people booing me, yeah. Yeah, but you were, <laughs> looking,
6: I don't know if you remember, I was right behind you. You were looking through the curtains and you were saying, wow. When you look at this right now, what goes through your
7: head? Uh, the same thing. The same thing. And it gives you nerves, you know, it gives you goosebumps, like, wow, like, can't believe I'm here again, you know, because. There was that at some point where I wanted to give up, and, and I, I didn't think I was going to be here in this, especially here on the other side of the world. So like I said, it's just a, a dream come true. Are
2: you
1: enjoying this newfound fame? Huh? Are you enjoying the newfound fame?
7: I am, um, but it comes with a lot of responsibilities, you know. And I think the main thing from becoming famous and all that, I think is just remaining humble and just stick with your loved ones.
2: What do you think the atmosphere is going to be like there on Saturday night? It's going to be different
7: to MS2, right? Yeah, that thing is going to be really crazy. I think I think they're going to be supporting me and, and Anthony Joshua, and I think they just want to see a hell of a fight. Too so big guys. You found a
1: lot of love here.
7: I sure have. I sure have. I didn't think I had too many fans here, but I think a lot of people just like the way that I am, you know? I'm just, I guess I don't try to be something that I'm not, or I don't know. but. It's amazing of all the fans that I have around the world.
1: If you acclimatize well, obviously, it's it's going to be late night here when you fight open air. It is very different, isn't yeah. it?
7: It is different, but that's why we've been training at, at midnight at 11 o'clock, just so we could get used to it. And um, I
4: don't know what you said, I, I feel like I'm fighting at the Home Depot Center Oh back yeah. like in yeah. LA. But
7: just a little bit bigger
4: <laughs>
7: or a lot bigger.
0: Radio here with Michael Hunter, chief support for Joshua Ruiz. That's a big stage for you, man. You're no stranger to big stages, though. This heavyweight division has given you a lot of opportunities. Where do you rate this one amongst the opportunities you've had as a heavyweight?
8: Uh, at the top of the top of the charts, you know. Um, I, there's so many different things that that overthrow everything that I've done so far. You know, the, just from my opponent being all the way across the world. Um, you know, in Riyadh. Them building a arena for us, um, you know this this tops it all right here. You know, um, you know the biggest anticipated fight of, you know who knows how long, uh, it, you know there's nothing else better right now.
0: Alexander Pravekin is known as a puncher. Like that's how he gets guys out of there. Uh, is the big punch really the only weapon you need to take away from him?
8: Um, well, no, nah, not really. You know he's very he's he's a vet. You know he's been at. The top of the game for you know a whole decade and um you know he's you know when when you've been like that you have a certain poise that that you i'm gonna have to overcome you know a certain game face that i'm gonna have to overcome um, a certain amount of experience you know um so you know and these are things that are very subtle uh you know that you learn over the years that you really not going to be able to tell until you get in there that oh this is what he's doing or this is what's going to happen you know so um, this is not no easy task for, my, for me. And uh, I just plan to, you know, bring it all out on come Saturday. Is there a certain fighter experience that you've had that you think prepares you well for perfecting style? Well, I mean, like a, a, Andy Ruiz. You know, I, I, I was in camp with him for, you know, four, four or five weeks. And um, I think there was no better sparring partner that I could have had for this fight. Um, you know, I think Andy hits a little harder. He's younger. You know he has more youth um you know there's a lot of different other things that you know pavekian that i might uh, see in the ring that you know andy doesn't bring but i think you know i could have got a like i said i could have got a you know a knockoff off and you know tried to work with that but you know
0: i i was able to spar with the champ so hmm. uh you've been quoted as saying you intend to knock pavekian out like you're not you're not looking to come out here and box and, and just win rounds uh first how do you accomplish that and is that like the only way you see to victory on saturday night well you know um
8: i don't want to just win you know i don't you know we don't really these heavy win when it's heavyweights, especially that you know everybody's calling me a small guy you know I, I like to show them how small i really am so um getting them out of there would would excite me more than anything you know um i'm definitely going to be using my boxing ability and opposing my mental will on him, but, um, and, and poking the lion until he slows down. And, and, you know, once the poking is done, I'm gonna jump on him, you know? It's time to skin him. <laughs>
0: uh, nobody would describe Andy Ruiz as the small guy, but he is the smaller guy versus Joshua. <laughs> You're the smaller guy versus uh, Pavekin. Did you have a conversation with him while he was helping you prepare? Were you in turn helping him prepare in a way for Joshua, did you talk about what the strategy and game plan might be there? Um, you know, yeah, we we definitely, you know, the camp, our,
8: my team and his team meshed very well. So it was a lot of conversations going on and a lot of uh, strategic planning and, you know, um, just talking amongst each other. And, uh, you know, it was just a good... You know a great great camp, you know like I said the teams meshed very well So we definitely had all sorts of different conversations and stuff on how to prepare for
0: for uh, our up-and-coming battles What do you think is his best approach for the rematch? He said that he can box again. Everyone says they can box everybody can punch But if you were the guy in the corner, what what is the strategy that you think would be most effective for Joshua the second time? Um, I think he's gonna have to Stick to winning by decision.
8: (laughs) Uh, I I don't see him out fighting Andy Ruiz. I think Andy, um, that's in Andy Ruiz's nature. Um, And he's just, I I just think he's a better fighter when it comes to that. I think he has to box uh, Andy and um, stick and move uh, for 12 rounds, which, uh, you know, I think that's going to be very hard to do um, when uh, Anthony Joshua is also a fighter. You know, he, he likes to... Put the pressure on. He's a big, strong dude, and um, I think that you know he's just gonna have to stick with uh, boxing
0: him and winning by decision. There's a lot of money to be had in the heavyweight division. Uh, Anthony Joshua is the biggest earner there, but every heavyweight wants a piece of that pot. We saw Deontay Wilder take Ruiz, I mean, uh, uh Ortiz. Ortiz out with one shot after losing every round. Uh, <laughs> what do you make of a guy who can do that and? should you be Pavekin as you intend to is that the fight that you most hope to get next um i'm looking for
8: anybody with a belt so he got one of them so yeah um not that i say that i'm gonna i'm gonna get these fights but you know i really like to let the fans decide um i knew that the fans this would be a fan favorite fight um and that's why i called them uh Pavec-ing out in my last fight so uh, my my biggest thing is letting the fans decide and, and going from there I really you know I, I really try to stay out of the uh, politics when it comes to that I, I like to just prove myself and let the
0: walking do the talking uh, the guys with belts at this point are just Ruiz and Wilder but uh, at the top of the division you still have Fury obviously uh, you still have Joshua but all of those guys have vastly different styles who do you think uh, is the most dangerous heavyweight in the division amongst them
8: well it's very hard to say you know because like you said styles are, you know make the fight and um you know i think if you mix and match them they would um you know they would all beat each other at, at some point you know um yeah so it's very hard to say but you know you're talking about you know one punch power <laughs> i mean we already know <laughs> what happens there and who's the man at that point but um but you know boxing is more than just one punch and you know we've seen that in the tyson fury deontay wilder fight and um i thought uh tyson won the fight and and most of his and most of the, he won most of the rounds and um you know so it's very hard to, it's very hard to say but any of those guys i would love to face who would you match up best against um any of them actually i think i would beat all of them uh and that's just my, my honest opinion um, you know, I've been in the ring with all of them prior to this. Um, you know, I, I've sparred with them. I fought Andy. I fought um, Tyson. I've been in the ring. I, I was the same on Olympic team with um, Deontay Wilder. That was my sparring partner. He was a cruiserweight at that time when I was the heavyweight. Um, so, you know, they all know who I am, and um, you know, I have a lot of respect for them. But, you know, when it comes to that ring, I don't think there's nobody better than me.
0: And with that said, you say you beat them all. I understand you believing that. Who would, who's giving you the toughest go then? If you sparred and been in the ring with them, who's the toughest go?
8: Hmm, you know, it's it's, it's very hard to say. I think um, uh, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure about that. I I really think I would uh, blaze pretty much all of them. Uh, (laughs) um, I think, you know, if I had to say, you know, obviously Deontay, he has one punch power, um, so you know that's just something that's going to be your, on your mind all through the fight because his power never leaves him. You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, if I had to say anybody, it would probably be Deontay.
0: And lastly, your dress here. Uh, you got an ovation at the press conference. You clearly have fans over here. I don't know if you brought them or they <laughs> organically here. But uh, just talk to me about your connection to Saudi, the uh, traditional garb-wearing, what it means to be here in this environment.
8: Well, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people talked about my outfit uh, my last fight and said, you know, it was nice. So I was just trying to do something to, you know, make it a little more louder, make it a little more, you know, uh, extravagant. And um, I think I've done that, you know. <laughs> there it is, yeah. bounty hunter. Yeah, that's uh, my, my, my boxing logo. My, you know, my dad started it, my brother, you know, has been inherited so um yeah but you know Saudi and the people the, the hospitality has been phenomenal I was just explaining um in another interview that that uh you know they built a, a an arena for us you know and they're gonna tear it down after you know and um and also that they built it right next to where Saudi actually started it, um, it's a old ancient um, uh, palace right here that is a um, It was founded in 1400s and um, you know usually uh, nobody would do that in any other country. I don't think anybody would put a whole arena right up and right next to uh, their ancient monuments and um, that just lets you know and shows you how much hospitality and how much they really care about um, you know bringing the sport to uh, Rihad. So uh, I think this is a phenomenal opportunity for me and being here and um, I'm excited if you could tell. At every press conference, every you know, everything that I've been in, I've had a great smile, and this is really genuine, you know. So I'm, I'm excited about it.
0: There are a lot of top heavyweights on this card, maybe more stacked with heavyweights than any card I've seen. Obviously, Joshua Ruiz is the main event, but at the end of the night, anybody could steal the show. What do you want these locals to be saying about Michael Hunter when everybody's left town and nothing's left but memories? What statement are you are you looking to make? Well, that's um,
8: that's actually my plan. You know, I always compete with everybody on the card. So um, mentally, I've always tried to outperform anybody on the card. So I'm looking to, to do that come Saturday. I want to, um, you know, outperform everybody. Where they're, you know, at the end of it, you know, um, you know, everybody forgets what you do and everybody forgets what you say, but nobody really forgets. The feeling you left them, so I, I plan to leave a great feeling here in Riyadh, and hopefully to come back.
0: Good luck Saturday night. I feel like this is going to be a great night of boxing. I'm glad that you're a part of it. Thank you. Radio Rahim with Michael Bounty Hunter.
3: This is Kugan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in Saudi
9: Arabia here.
3: How you doing, Tim? I'm
9: good, how you doing?
3: Are you Tim or Timothy? I'm Tim. Does your mother call you Timothy?
9: She calls me Timmy. Timmy? Yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> can we call you Timmy?
9: Yeah, 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 I can call me Timmy.
3: Um, so, okay, so for people that don't know, uh, probably should know now, because obviously there was, I think, a story in the mail recently that yeah. uh, you did uh, regarding... Uh, your sparring camp with uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. So first of all, how's that been?
9: It's been great, man. Uh, came to camp September 22nd, and I've been in the whole camp, you know, the whole time. And uh, we out here in Saudi now.
3: Okay. Now, the man there, Naz, just said to me, try and find out. The Don. The Don, Naz. <laughs> Friend to all.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend to all. Friend to all. <laughs> Friend
3: to all. <laughs> um, to ask you about you actually getting here. So what's the story behind that?
9: Man, so the first fight happened and I was trying to get in camp for the first Joshua Ruiz fight. So I did myself, I messaged Eddie, I messaged um, Anthony, you know, I messaged them, wrote on their pages, you know, tried to spam them myself to get into the camp. And uh, I know Joey DeWico. And um, I knew that he was going to Miami for the last leg of the camp. So I was like, man, try to get me in camp, try to get me in camp. And he said, he'll do the best he can. So that was the closest I got the first time. So the second time uh, when, you know, unfortunately my man had lost the fight, I was sad about him losing, but I was like, this is the second chance for me to try to get in this camp. So I'm gonna do it bigger this time. So I had had a couple more fights and um, I asked everybody that was following me. I said they're in New York right now for the press conference. I said everybody just go to Eddie Hearn's page and just spam his page and spam Joshua's page and try to get their attention to say that hey, let's get Tim in camp, let's get Mayhem over in camp. So they spammed his page, and I was like, damn, you know, it's not enough. It's not enough. So I just typed in uh, Anthony Joshua's name in the Google. Google searched him. I typed in Anthony Joshua's team. I said, I'm gonna pull up a picture of all the team and I'm gonna find the closest person to him. So I typed his name in, uh, and there was a picture that came up right after he won all the belts. He had about 40 people around him and they had numbers next to their heads. So I said, all right, now I'm gonna try to find the closest person to him, like who he's embracing the most about this win. So I looked and he had his arm around uh, KD, David Ganza, yeah. and I said, that's the guy I gotta find. So I seen David Ganza, I looked on Instagram, I found him on Instagram. I seen that he had a following, but it wasn't as big as like AJ or Eddie, so I was like, I know I can get in touch with this guy. So I inboxed him, messaged him, and um, he ended, up, Eddie Hearn messaged me back right before they got on the, or as they were getting on the plane to go to New York, well, when I heard from KD, KD said that Eddie had seen everybody spamming me, spamming him about me, and um, him and KD were talking. They went to my Instagram page. They seen a few of my clips, and they was like, "Yeah, you know, for the first leg, you know, of the of the camp, let's see if he can come out and give uh, Anthony some work." So they asked me. They said, uh, "Do you have a passport?" I said, "No, but I'll get one." So. I think at this point, KD was like, ah, oh, he don't even have a passport, he's not serious. So me and my fiance, I jumped on a plane, man, and it flew to Chicago, waited in Chicago for six and a half, seven hours, got my passport, took a picture of my passport, sent it straight to KD. And he was like, well, can you be on a plane next week to come to camp? I said, I'll be on a plane tomorrow if he's booking. So I flew back home from Chicago. Uh, the, the following week, jumped on a plane and came to London I came to London, Nas picked me up, and uh, I've been here ever since. been in camp ever since, September 22nd.
3: That's quite incredible, really, to think that you've literally gone, I'm going to get in camp. I don't don't care what it takes, I'm getting in camp. (laughs) I was determined. And you did what you had to do, and you got in camp.
9: I did. But funny thing, though, he didn't tell me until about three, four weeks in. Nas didn't disclose this to me. He said, I was on a one week trial. So I had two sessions to prove that I was able to help Joshua, But they was going to send me home. If I would have known that, I probably would have broke under the pressure. <laughs> but each week- quit job to me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I quit my job. You to come quit her. your job
3: to go to camp with I Joshua. Had,
9: I had two. I had two, I was a, like a carpenter. So like I did um, renovations, like different things on houses and I cleaned carpet on the side, and I also was a uh, supervisor at like a hotel for like housekeeping. Neither one of them really wanted to let me go. So I said, okay. It's
3: it's mad, isn't it? And kind of one thing I just picked up on what you said there, like without social media, you're not getting in camp. Nah. The, The fact that you could use that as a tool to kind of... To reach somebody. To reach that, someone out. Yeah, Otherwise, how would you do it? Are you yeah. going to turn up at the house or turn up in camp? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? that, That's the alternative. <laughs> which you're not going to do. So, well, actually, you're a bit crazy. So maybe, <laughs> probably, maybe I probably you would have done that to him.
9: <laughs> Showed up with my duffel bag yeah. on the front step. But no,
3: fair play to you because, like I said, you've you wanted to do something and you've done it and you've yeah. made sacrifices along the way. So,
9: How silly would I have felt if I quit my job and went sent home the same week?
3: But you didn't, and you're here in Saudi, so you know, you know. Um, so I, I read the story on the mail, and um, it's quite interesting because from all like the sparring partners Joshua's had in camp, and in general, um, people say a little bit, but obviously you've got to respect the code of being in camp and yeah. not really talking too much about tactics and specific kind right. of things you're working on. We get that; it's all. But there were some interesting things that were quoted from you about you know, sparring partners being dropped and Yeah. Joshua being rocked. I mean
9: So I was asked by someone, they said, We heard that Joshua has been rocked and hurt. I said, Joshua ain't been rocked or hurt at all. I said, He's been hurting people. You know. He's been hitting people and hurting people. I never gave any specifics into any names. See, that, any that's names.
3: the problem with sometimes articles. And I'm not saying that, like I said, the, the male are very respectful, et cetera, and whoever. But when you're talking on camera, you're explaining how it is. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes when you're reading stuff and you're reading quotes as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could look at that.
9: Yeah, so he, he had asked... Subjectively. So, so a couple of people had asked me, had he been hurt? I said, no, he's been doing the hurt. You know, he's sharp. He's ready. He's, he's really sharp. His last session we had, he was really on.
3: <laughs> but you said you've seen Anthony drop sparring partners. Did you say that, or am I making I this said, up?
9: I said, that, I said that he's been doing the rocking.
3: <laughs> the rocking? Yeah. So that could be against the ropes, that could be a moment, that could be anything. So you're just, you're not being specific.
9: That could be somebody out on their feet.
3: It could be someone out on their feet, yeah.
9: It could be me out on my feet. It could be.
3: Because you mentioned Joey Dueco, and... Joey obviously blew up a little a few months ago where the stories were rife that he was the one that kind of dropped Joshua and yeah. um, a lot of fighters in the UK have kind of had that applauded as well. Yeah. I think Lawrence Acoli, Daniel Dubois, all these guys have kind of and I get it from their point of view, they're not kind of coming out and saying, nah that didn't happen they're kind of coming out and saying it may have happened or may have not because I understand that as well because yeah. if you especially guys like I said Dubois and Akoli are kind of building their names up
9: yeah it, it, does, it, help. it, it does, does help it does help of course but it helps to each his own you know if, if, if that's how they you know want to get get their you know spike into the limelight that's fine but with me I'm just gonna give you the 100% Honest truth, you know what I mean? He hasn't been rocked this camp. He ain't been shook this camp. Nothing. He's the one that's owned. You know what I mean?
3: Because if you wanted to give me a headline like, I dropped Joshua, that would go in the title straight away. Oh,
9: my gosh. (laughs) No, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) I'm not going to say that at all.
3: It's all good. No, no, no. Yeah,
9: yeah. I'm not going to say that at all. Matter of fact, uh, he raised me up on one of my foot one time. (laughs) (laughs) They ain't calling a big man for no reason, man.
3: No, absolutely. But... I was talking to Bryant about this. I was talking to Andrew Dabiti about this. This is heavyweight sparring and heavyweight boxing. Big yeah. guys, things happen. I mean, yeah,
9: they do. They do. They do. They do. But I mean, like, like Drew said, you know, this, this guy's—he's sharp. He's ready.
3: Who else have you sparred with, Tim?
9: Uh, I sparred with. Uh, like in
3: your, like as in in your career and.
9: Oh, just period. Yeah. Uh, I did some rounds with. Uh, By Brian Jennings. I did a few rounds with Andrew Tabidi. I did some rounds with uh, the big, big German heavyweight um, Hussein uh, Muhammad. Yeah. And uh, I even sparred with our Mexican brother Elvis Garcia. Okay. Uh, he's been in camp as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. been in camp. Yeah, yeah. Elvis has been in camp maybe. Oh, how long Elvis been in about? That. Yeah, yeah. So about ten weeks. Mm. He's been held up. We, we kept him under the under the, the table.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to him. We're gonna get to him, Nes, at some point before the week's out. Right. Um, so obviously, I'm not yeah asking you to go into kind of specifics of, but how was sparring Joshua for you?
9: Man, it was it was great. Uh, since the first time I've gotten here, I think that uh, every person that he's brought into camp has done something to make me better. Um, not only him, not only Coach Rob, not only. Uh, KD, not, you know, Coach Joby, Angel, everybody's contributed to me as much as they have, it feels like, for me, as much as they have for Joshua. So every week, you know, uh, whether it be uh, small things, Drew tells me, small things, Bryant, um, Drew's big brother, Cello, Nas, everybody always gives me, you know, different tips and hints and things that I can do to improve myself. Mm. And I feel like uh, I've gotten better each week I've been here. You know, each week, yeah, Banger too. Ba- Banger, Banger's like my strength and conditioning coach out here. After every sparring session, he kills me out. He kills me out. Kills all of us out. When 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 they when the other guys came, um, I turned them on to this. Hey, come do this strength and conditioning with me and Banger. So they're like, I oh, will do it. You know, after the strength and conditioning, we we're dead. But each week, I had got stronger with it. You know, Jamie, the whole team. You know, everybody. Uh, I feel like it's done nothing but just make me better. So this next fight when I come out, it's gonna be fireworks. It's gonna be fireworks.
3: What would you say about his power, Tim?
9: Uh, It's definitely the hardest I've ever been hit, bar none. (laughs) Mm. I know a lot of people say that, you know, I've only got five fights. You know, you ain't been in there with too many people, but I've I've, I've I've got about a hundred amateur fights and um, I've sparred a lot of people and uh, I've had amateur fights against a lot of guys. That have power. And um, his by far is. So, my coach, he categorizes power. You got popping power, so people who it takes time for them to build up and knock you down. And then you got guys who have just brute strength, like just one shot and it's over. He's definitely got that one shot, it's over. You know, he can hit me up here and I feel it in my big toe. Mm. So, he's definitely a. <laughs> he's, He's a, he's a brute. They they laughing cuz he hit me up here and I felt it in my big toe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a couple times, but you know, like I said, each time I gotten better and better and better. Mm. And uh learned more about myself as far as like what I need to do against somebody at that higher level with all of these guys that I spar cuz everybody here is further ahead of me in the game. You yeah, got world-class cruiserweight, world-class heavyweights, you know what I mean? So I've done nothing but learn from this experience. I'm blessed that I've been able to be here since September 22nd
3: hmm. well I suppose judging on what happens on Saturday kind of will follow on to what happens in future camps because a successful camp always leads people to use the same people involved in the camp oh yeah yeah. it's like when it goes wrong it's like right what changes are we making but right. if it if it ain't broke don't fix it
9: exactly I agree go ahead and make the UK my second home
3: that's it i <laughs> live living nice
9: yeah Naza, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he's got enough room for me. Definitely. The Don. The Sheffield Don. The Sheffield Don. We'll Don. call him the Sheffield Don.
3: He's the Alabama Don as well, I heard. As well. <laughs> he's the Alabama Don too. <laughs> That's it. Alright, well listen, Tim, have you got anything else you'd kind of like to add?
9: Uh, no, just follow me at Mayhem underscore Moton. and on my Instagram and uh, Timothy Moton for my Facebook. Be on the lookout for What me. part of
3: America are you from?
9: I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Home of Ali.
3: Home of Ali. Yeah,
9: Muhammad Ali. Of
3: course. All right, well, listen, I appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we'll grab another word of you at some point in the week. It's uh, only in the middle of the week. Got a press conference today. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate your time. See me right,
9: on ifltv.tv. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What's up, man? Thank you very much.
9: Yes, sir. It's special.
0: Radio Rahim with Haseem Rahman. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, man. Uh, some may have seen the Andy Ruiz interview where I stumbled your first name, and uh, I apologize for that. But it really is. It really is an honor to talk to you and a pleasure. You're a world champion, a legend in this sport, and now you're working the corner of a fighter. Uh, first, I wanted to talk to you about your career and how you impart what you learned as a champion, as a fighter, on a younger generation
5: of boxers. Okay, that's what you want to know. How I, how I um, how you take transition yeah, exactly. what I what I know. I mean, it's just about um, with Michael Hunter. It's hard to teach him anything. He knows it all. So we really just gotta, um, you know, just just revisit the fundamentals and uh, execute a game plan for, for for different fighters. And he he kind of executes it to a T. Like a pleasure to work with. I, if, if all fighters was like Michael Hunter, I would have a thousand fighters. I would love to be a trainer. You say he knows it all, but
0: knowing what to do and being able to execute it are sometimes different. Where is the distance between those two things for Hunter? And really as fighters come up, how do they close that distance?
5: Well, it's about um, practice, repetition, um, being reminded. For me, you know, my job is more of a reminder All right, well, you know, help them come up with a strategy for this person, that person, that other person. Then we go over it, we collaborate on it, we come together, and we and then Mike goes out and executes it. Now, Michael is facing uh, Pavekin, who's a bigger guy than him in stature. and
0: In the heavyweight division, most people think, oh, the biggest guy with the biggest punch is always going to win. Uh, in his situation and in the main event, we have uh, two guys who are of... Uh, Significant size difference. How do you approach that, being a smaller man facing what uh, looks like a giant?
5: In terms of um, um, Ruiz and Joshua, well, in both. We can start with well, with. I mean, well, Mike and um, Pervectin' diff- size differential is not, you know, significant to me. Um, but Mike' footwork, Mike' lateral movement, Mike' reach, Mike' speed is going to be the difference. Mm. You know, and Mike underrated power is going to be the difference. People keep talking about Pavekin, Pavekin, Pavekin. Mike can punch. Mm. You know, Mike is an underrated puncher. Mike is the best boxer, puncher in the heavyweight division. People don't realize that. They keep thinking, oh, he's a cruiserweight. He moved up. This boy can punch. You know, I see him every day, and I know where the puncher is. Mm. So I'm going to tell you, Mike going to knock out uh, Pavekin, and I think people going to realize that I'm I'm not just saying it's because I'm training him. No, I don't do that. You know, i I tell you what it is. If I thought that I'm, it's fighters out here that I say we, we wouldn't we wouldn't even be going for the knockout. We wouldn't even, you know, we're gonna win by decision. Everybody don't get knocked out. Pravekin would appear to be one of those guys, but I think we got something for him. That he gonna knock him out.
0: Well, we saw Andy Ruiz uh, knock out Joshua Lee's TKO. And he's not a small guy either. Michael's not a small guy, but Josh was a
5: bigger guy, taller guy, longer guy. Taller, I don't think he's bigger. <laughs> he's he definitely taller, but that's it. And then his new Joshua is definitely not bigger. Is that a mistake on Joshua's part? I believe so. I believe personally, because the, the only Joshua I ever saw was always ripped up muscle. I don't know, like I don't know how you can just take that much weight off of a muscle-bound body without stripping muscle. I think the only person I seen do that was Roy Jones, coming back down from heavyweight to light heavy, and I think that was um, fatal for his career. Do you think Andy Ruiz, given the new
0: look on Joshua, and even though people said he's gotten smaller, I interviewed him, he says, I'm going in exactly the same as the first
5: fight, is a favorite in this fight for you? Um, yeah, I just think losing that muscle gonna be a problem. So I, I definitely favor um, Ruiz. Cause I think Ruiz, Ruiz don't really have nothing to lose. He can just, you know, throw caution to the wind and go out and look for the knock. I mean, he, he's looking for the knockout. So um, he got fast hands. He got underrated defense. So he definitely going. You know, it's not going to be a piece of cake for um, for, for, for for Joshua. And and they know how Joshua coming to the fight. They know with this this new world of social media and everybody talking. It's not going to be surprised.
0: Now, you have experience dethroning a champion in a big upset. When I talked to Andy Ruiz, I brought that up, and I want you to know that it wasn't in a disrespectful fashion when I said a one-punch uh, knockout. It was a one-punch knockout. And in the rematch, you were unsuccessful in retaining the title. So I asked him, if, how does he make sure he doesn't meet that kind of fate? If you were advising him, what, are, what would be like the primary thing to do or not do in a situation like his?
5: Well, I, I just think you prepare for um, the best Anthony Joshua available. I think they got knowledge of how he plans to fight him, and I think they've been working on it. I know they've been working on, 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 on the, the game plan that um, Anthony plans to institute in that fight. So, I mean, they're very well prepared. You know, so, um, with me, you know, I'm thinking, I don't think Lennox going to just try to stay away from me. You know, um, use his height, use his different. I don't see that part of, of Lennox. So, um, I was shocked. You know, I'm thinking somebody going to come in and we're just going to slug it out. But, um, you know, see they, what I know. <laughs> we saw a heavyweight fight,
0: uh, just a couple weeks ago with Deontay Wilder and, uh, Ortiz, who beat i mean, uh, who beat Wilder in every round by everybody's reasonable card—but got cleaned out, knocked out with one punch. I'm curious if the style, and we have to call it a style now that Deontay Wilder brings in the ring, is something you've seen before. Do you, do you remember a heavyweight that fought as unorthodox as that, but was still as dangerous in a one-punch knockout power like
5: Wilder has? Um. That's a that's a tough question, you know, because um, like, I, I've seen heavyweights with good good power, but I've you know I've seen them fight Hall of Famers, you know, and I I just you know, I just wonder could could Deontay do this to all those guys, mm-hmm. you know, I mean I think um, it depends on who you fight, you know, I mean, I've seen. I mean, Big George Foreman was a, a crazy hard puncher. Maybe if he fought everybody that Deontay fought, maybe he knocked them all out. I mean, you never know, and we'll never find out. Not, not taking anything away from Deontay, I'm just saying, like maybe I had Ron Lyles was a heck of a puncher, Ernie Shavers was a heck of a puncher. These guys were punching, and they were fighting really, really, really good guys. So sometimes when you fight a really, really, really good guy, you don't necessarily knock him out. So, um, you know, it's just it's, it's, you can make an argument against it, you know, that just because one of these former champions did not knock everybody out, that don't necessarily make Deontay a better puncher. Mm. And
0: boxing will forever in the history and the ages going forward debate whose era was the best, who had the better fighters when they were coming up or when they were pro. How do you think you would match up against this crop of heavyweights and champions, if you were in your prime,
5: I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really like to do that. You know, <laughs> it's, it's 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 crazy, but I, I just feel like um, you know, it's a, it's I feel like it's a way to beat anybody. You know, I yeah. think um, you know, I mean, Tyson Furry almost really pulled it off against Wilder, you know, and Wilder almost pulled it off against Tyson Furry. So they really laid the blueprint with each other how to beat him. but um. You know, I just think it's um, a game plan to beat all these heavyweights of this era. And Michael Hunter aside, regardless of weight division,
0: is there any one fighter that you like to watch? Like when you hear this guy is going to have a fight coming up, eh, Haseem's going to be in front of the TV or ringside watching this one.
5: Uh, yeah, Earl Spence, I love to watch him fight. Um, I've been watching these guys since they was in the amateurs. You know, I mean, looking at them, knowing they're going to be world champions. So um, I've been following Earl for, for before he even made the Olympic team. You know, when he, when he won Olympic trials, when he would just go through and just win every fight, five days in a row. So, I mean, I've been watching these guys. I'm a big boxing fan. I've been watching the guys from the silver gloves all the way up to winning world titles. You know, um, so uh, I definitely like Earl right now. He, I don't miss his fights.
0: And they say that boxing's in the blood uh is many a fighter has a son who's a fighter you're no exception to that rule your son is a fighter is it is it difficult to watch a young fighter that is your son go through all the different like trials and tribulations and fight his way up through the ranks uh without being too hands-on
5: without you know taking over his career i mean it's that's extremely difficult but i mean the rules really don't change whether you some Rahman's son or just Hassam Rockman helping you. You know, the, rule don't, the rules don't change. You can't, I can't be biased, I can't get in there for you. So you really got to do everything to, to um, ward off any possible dangers, any missteps. Any mistakes I made, I try to get them to the game so they won't make the same mistakes. But you can only lead a horse to water. <laughs> Well, uh, I appreciate
0: the time, man. And let me tell you something. Uh, imparting the wisdom of the last generation on the next generation is, is something that we have to honor and respect our, our champions doing that, sticking around in the game, doing an interview with me, which is an honor for me. Uh, so just I appreciate you being present. I appreciate you giving me the time. Radio Rahim with Haseem Rahman.
9: Gold Star Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK
3: for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Gold Star Promotions, the, of the UK. Big
0: boys get moving fast, Eat a lot of knockouts. Ultimate Boxer Heavyweight. He's just going to be swinging bombs on the
4: ceiling. He's around of all hell. This
6: is Ultimate Boxer. Hey 5 fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps and I'm Joy now with Tom Little. I've, I, in fact, I'm looking a little bit little next to you right now.
10: <laughs> a lot of people have that, uh, that feeling, <laughs> Hence the name not so. It's
6: funny because I always forget how big you guys are until I'm in flats because usually I'm a little bit up yes. here, but yeah, today I got my flats on. Do, do you want me to come down? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Um, how, how are you?
10: Good, good, good. I had a bit of murder getting here, but I'm here. So, I, want to tell
6: you, I want you to talk to me about that. That sounds like a horrific experience trying to get here, especially knowing you're fighting this weekend.
10: Yeah, do you know what? I, like, I want to know what someone was doing reading someone else's text messages, for starters. This lady's like obviously worried about flying. She's texted her friend, said, if anything happens, I'm sorry if I've ever offended you or, or anything. Well, She's
6: already a bit paranoid to begin with.
10: Yeah, and somebody's read that over her shoulder and like, decided that she's a terrorist. Dave got off the off the flight. The poor girls got chucked off the flight. The full planes had to be searched. Oh. So we missed our connecting flight. I got stranded in Istanbul, which was a nice airport, but they didn't take too kindly to me training in the lobby, <laughs> really. So yeah, it, it's just other. Uh, so
6: then uh, you got kicked out of the hotel yeah, for out. training in the hotel yeah, kicked, hallway.
10: Kicked out of the hotel and then um, yeah, I managed to get me me connecting flight finally at half half 7 the next evening and got here. I was tired, so tired.
6: Wow. talk about a major distraction. Like where are you mentally right now? I would be frustrated.
10: Joe, you know I'm <laughs> I'm I'm never anywhere mentally. I I, I I think I've got the mental capacity of a caterpillar. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I don't even know how to even think of what to think of that. A caterpillar, <laughs> do they even have a brain? <laughs>
10: <laughs> I I'm not sure I do, so. <laughs>
6: well, we're here in Saudi Arabia, as you can tell by my traditional garments. I'm, I'm going and
10: getting one of these. Yeah. Uh, well, one of these. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, Yeah.
6: Are you going to do the full head wrap and everything?
10: I'm going to go all out. Yeah. I'm going to go all out. I need to find somewhere to buy one. But I first, I want to go and pet a lion somewhere or something. Yeah. <laughs>
6: So have you had an opportunity to walk around, and or are, are you just still kind of trying to adjust?
10: Do you know what? Coming from where I come from, and keeping the company I keep back at home, like I'm, I've I've got a lot of mischievous friends, <laughs> so I seem to be cut from that sort of cloth. So I've, I've just stayed in, but I, I, I got told before I come come out here, stay in your room, don't talk to anybody, because you've got a a real bad habit of offending people, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I listen to that because I've got to get home and see my babies. So.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Well, just for starters, um, before we get on to your fight this weekend, you were in camp with Anthony Joshua, um, helping him out with sparring. You know there was a lot of talk about him knocking out his sparring partners, sending them home. Is there any truth to any of that?
10: Uh, no. Listen, jo- Joshua ain't like that. Like, That sparring's very technical, like, um, it's good competitive sparring, don't be wrong, you're hitting one another, and trust me, I felt a few shots, but you don't send people home for knocking them out. It's heavyweight heavyweight sparring, people's gonna get wobbled, buzzed, uh, and whatever. You're in with a world class puncher, do you know what I mean? So, chances are that is gonna happen at some point. But uh, I weren't really there for for very long, I I had to come back because really he wasn't really suited to my my um, preparation for Magido and I, I weren't really suited to, to him. I, I'm six foot six. What's Andy Ruiz? Six foot and a bit.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
10: So, like, the only thing I have in common with with Ruiz is I've got fast hands and I'm quite aggressive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm not really aggressive, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look scared. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, he, it, it was a good feeling up there. He's looking good, yeah. he, he's looking good, and uh, he's gonna bring it back home for the Brits.
6: Have you ever sparred with him prior to this, or was this the first time you've sparred with what, him?
10: The first time I ever sparred Anthony Joshua, I'm not even sure if I remember it. I weren't even in a boxing gym. I, he, he just started amateur, and he went down to a, a local gym near, near where I am. I didn't ever need anything about him, nothing mm. at all, and there was no one there to spar him and uh, I had a spar with him in a pair of leather bottom shoes and a pair of jeans really? and I ran out of gas and rugby tackled him <laughs> 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 that, was, that was about it but no, I really sparred, spa, I sparred everyone else in, in boxing but I'd done most of the camp with Dylan White and uh, a few other lads that yeah. helped help, help me out so yeah, I've had a very good camp, very good camp
6: Let's talk a bit about your fight with Majidov. Now, we know that uh, he has a decorative amateur career, but you also have the height, the weight advantage, and you're also pretty experienced yourself. So where do you see, or do you have a prediction for this fight?
10: Listen, I'm just gonna go out. I'm gonna box the orders like this. I've worked for eight extensive weeks. I was meant to fight Lucas Brown beforehand, so I, i come off the back of that camp straight into this. I knew about this for eight weeks and we've we've said from the beginning I, I left josh to watch him and study him and i'm just going to listen to my coaches orders and win three minutes at a time this fight i'm going to take it every three minutes at a time fast feet fast hands high hands can't take no riskies with him he, he's a big old boy so I'm, i do you know what amateur boxing is a different sport yes but he done the five rounders so he he's a bit more experienced than people he, yeah. He's been in with some of the. Beat. He's he lost to Usyk, beat Joshua. Don't I don't really think he did beat Joshua, but he, he got the he got the nod in his own country. So, tell so what, I'm just going out there and I'm gonna bring a pressureless performance and and just make sure that I leave anybody that knows me, anyone that's seen me box, know I will leave my heart and soul in the ring. There's not an ounce of quitting me. So. If he plans on hitting me with his fists and doing anything, he wants to think again and go and get a shovel or hammer or something. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited to be on this big stage and yeah. go and go and represent.
6: Now, your your last fight with um, David Price. Let's talk a bit about that because I know it ended controversially. How frustrating was that for you?
10: Do you know what? It was it was it was frustrating. But it's hard when you're good friends with somebody. I couldn't really like take it that personal. Do you know what I mean? Like. I got a message earlier in the week from David, like, listen, this is your time, you go and do Aww. this here. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm good pals with David. It was a hard thing to fight him. Yeah. and But it's boxing. We all know we're in boxing for the same gold. Um, but yeah, it, it, was, it was it was heartbreaking because I did feel myself coming into that fight and I was closing the gap on him. And I did say, I said to the, to the guys before, and I said, I've got to do a lot of stuff. I'm fighting a six foot nine man. I've got to do a lot of stuff on the borderline of the rules to close this gap on him. Um, so I would much refer a more experienced referee. They went, go to your change room now and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I listened and look what happened. I, I, I got caught in equilibrium, but I know David as well as anyone. He's a terrific finisher. But if he would have finished me, he would have finished me in the next two or three shots. That would have been it, game over. But I got my feet underneath me, went back catching shots and Kieran decided, look, I can't go into the rest of it, because at the end of the day, boxing's a dangerous sport. Boxing is a dangerous sport, and we, we've been unfortunate to lose a couple of fighters. So, they've got our elf in and safety in their hands. So, if he deemed it fit that I got stopped, I, I can't hold it against him, but it did leave a sour taste in my mouth.
6: Speaking of the dangers in boxing, like, is there, is there something that you would have to see in yourself where you think, I'm gonna have to stop, I gotta stop here?
10: No, no, I, I, I just can't, I, I, I can't, that is why I've set out, three years time I'll be out of boxing, because I know what sort of person I am, I know I'll never stop, you if, you said to me, Tom, if you go out next round and something bad's going to happen to you, I'll say, well, I'll roll the dice, let's go, come on. And and that's a, that's a, a troubling thing when you sit down and think of it like that. But um, we all get in we all get into this job. where we all know the same risks apply. That's why I think we need paying handsomely for it, Eddie. <laughs> um, but Eddie. yeah, Eddie. <laughs> no, but it, it's like literally, it's a it's a dangerous business, and I don't want to be a whole old man taking yeah. big shots off of monsters like Philip Hergovich, Daniel Dubois and like. All these other scary men that's in this room. <laughs> like, like, I want to go home. <laughs> no, yeah, of no, I just want to go make my investments and and get into something and move out of England and live a suntanned life. Where would you move? America. Okay. No, not really. <laughs> no. When well, you uh,
6: say suntan, so I'm thinking like where? Spain, Italy.
10: No, I'd like to live in Dubai or somewhere oh, okay. like that. Um, well I don't know. But, I just just fancy a a nice privileged life. That's uh, for for myself and my kids.
6: And lastly, speaking of fighting your friends, uh, there's been talk about you and Billy Joe having some sort of bare knuckle fight. He claims to have beaten you. Is there any truth to that?
10: Uh, Listen, me and Billy Joe have been pals (laughs) since we've been babies, been brought up together. We've always been friends, and I dare say we always will be. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, nothing in that. Listen, we like friends too, fight, fight, fall, fall out, One might hit each other with a hammer, the other don't.
6: (laughs) You said a hammer, holy crap.
10: (laughs) No, like, listen, we're we're good pals. He he knows I'd stand by his side to the the death, and I I know he'd stand with me. So, listen, nothing but love between me and him.
6: All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I wish you nothing but the best this Saturday night. And any final words?
10: God bless. Thank you for watching. And uh, tune in Saturday and watch me upset the world.
6: All right, bye Fi fans. Hey Fi fans. it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and hit the bell button so that every time we upload a new video, you get an alert so that you don't miss out.